0: Once a traumatic event has happened, right, it's completely normal for for us to have a traumatic response. It's our body's attempt to make sense or cope with the event. So the question no longer lies in whether the event was traumatic. Our question needs to be, was I traumatized by the event? And we're back on the couch, gang. Get ready, get ready, get ready. The title of this episode is, Have I Been Traumatized? Let's jump in. What's going on, gang? What's up? What's up? What's up? This is episode two of our shift to sanity sessions, real talk, real trauma with your favorite Philly girl, licensed psychologist, certified trauma therapist, Dr. Dawn Galette Crossan. Today, we are laying the foundation for the shift by defining trauma and signs to look for that may indicate whether you have possibly been traumatized. So get yourself something to drink, get comfortable. If you're driving, don't get too comfortable because I need you to focus on that road. But listen in, listen up, take some notes if you're able to. All right. First, let me start with a disclaimer. Let me let you know and be real clear about this. If you believe that you have experienced a traumatic event, you should be evaluated by a licensed mental health provider to assess if you have been traumatized. Let me repeat that one more time. This is Dr. Dawn's disclaimer. I don't want no smoke from you all, all right? Don't say, listen, my therapist on the podcast said, because I keep telling y'all, this is not therapy. This is a support in between sessions give you some, you know, guidance, but you got to go see somebody if you think you need to see somebody. I want to make that clear. So I'm going to repeat that. If you believe that you experienced a traumatic event, you should be evaluated by a licensed mental health provider to assess if you have been traumatized. Okay. Only a licensed mental health provider can determine if you have been traumatized. Further, it is preferred that the mental health provider be a trauma therapist, not just trauma informed, but a trauma therapist, because there is a difference between being trauma informed and being a trauma therapist, which will be a later episode down the line. See why I'm so excited about this this whole shift. I'm just super excited about it. But again, licensed mental health professionals generally have been trained in understanding at least the key core signs and symptoms for trauma. So again, a licensed mental health professional, period, should be able to let you know, hey, I think you've been traumatized. These are the next steps. Okay. So get yourself evaluated if you experienced a traumatic event. All right, let's jump in. As I said, Let's lay the foundation for our shift to focus on trauma so that we can all be on the same page. And every so often, I will be revisiting these terms for new listeners and also just to remind us about what trauma is. Now, there are several technical definitions of trauma. The DSM-5, which is what I call the therapist's handbook, Bible, or at least it should be our handbook and our Bible, has a technical definition, right? And I'm not going to get into that this episode because I think it's a little too technical, right? But just so you know, <clears throat> trauma used to be narrowly defined, and I and I mentioned this in episode 1. Trauma used to be narrowly defined as physical or sexual abuse or domestic violence. That's it. That's what we was that's what we went by, that was our working definition. However, however, over the years The definition has expanded great, has expanded greatly more research and more knowledge on the topic has offered, afforded us, um, the opportunity to understand that trauma was bigger than just physical or sexual abuse or domestic violence It's much bigger. Now, again, the DSM five is our Bible is, uh, what most, uh, licensed mental health professionals should be working from. I know that's what I work from whenever I'm diagnosing, but when I'm talking, um, whenever I'm doing presentations, whenever I'm doing podcasts, whenever I'm talking one-on-one with clients, the definition that I use personally for myself, and I lean to when talking about trauma, I define it as anything that overwhelms our ability to cope generally producing a lasting response well after the traumatic event has occurred. So again, anything that overwhelms our ability to cope, anything that overwhelms our ability to cope, and that generally produces a lasting response well after the traumatic event has occurred. And then I also say oftentimes that I see trauma as a deep, emotional wound a very deep emotional wound and that's going to vary from person to person that's why you often hear me say trauma is relative relative now <clears throat> what do I mean when I say uh that the effects of the event last well after the event has has occurred right so what I mean is that the traumatic event has occurred and now After the traumatic event has occurred, it's completely normal. It's completely natural to have a traumatic response. So let's be clear. Once a traumatic event has happened, right, it's completely normal for, for us to have a traumatic response. It's our body's attempt to make sense or cope with the event. Completely natural response. So days, weeks, and even several months after the traumatic event has happened, it is expected and natural to have traumatic responses such as nightmares, flashbacks, hypervigilance, which is what we call jumpiness, anger outbursts, irritability, and disassociation. These are all normal responses that should occur if after a traumatic event. So what I'm saying is it should happen, okay? Now, just real quick, disassociation is feeling or being disconnected or detached from your surroundings. So you can be physically present, but not aware of the surroundings. So that's similar to like daydreaming, but on a more significant level. So I'm physically here, but mentally I'm not, uh, kind of like I'm, I I'm moving through the motions, but I'm not really present throughout my day or throughout the moment. <clears throat> and you often see that in severe, um, cases of extreme neglect and abuse it's, it's a form of coping right so again it's completely normal to have traumatic responses such as nightmares flashbacks hyper vigilance hyper is jumpiness anger outbursts, irritability and disassociation um immediately after traumatic a traumatic event has occurred <clears throat> now sorry guys the weather keeps changing a lot of congestion here Again, it's completely normal to have these traumatic responses immediately after the event. Because of this, because of this, it's always good to seek out treatment right away. Because of these symptoms that may occur right after the event has happened, it's always good to seek out treatment right away. Even though not everyone that experiences a traumatic event will be traumatized because trauma is relative, immediate treatment uh, after the trauma Traumatic event has occurred, decreases the chances of a traumatic event becoming unresolved trauma. So, once a traumatic event has happened, if we go right away and seek out what we need in terms of a therapist and get evaluated and just have those have that um, buffering effect, we can decrease the chances of that trauma later becoming unresolved trauma. So, that is powerful. So, many of us avoid and want to uh, minimize what we have experienced, not realizing that just going to seek treatment just in case it might be a traumatic uh, impact on us later is an excellent problem solving and coping skill and it decreases the chances of a traumatic event becoming unresolved trauma later. So basically early trauma treatment right after traumatic event helps us in the long run. So we want to consider that. Early treatment, along with buffering factors such as meditation, exercise, healthy diet, positive supports, and a self-care regime can decrease the impact of the traumatic event on our bodies and our lives. Again, these early methods of early coping can decrease the chances of the traumatic event becoming unresolved trauma. I cannot repeat that enough. I want that to be really clear These types of things early on actually decreases the chances of the traumatic event becoming unresolved trauma. So we can all go through something traumatic and not walk away traumatized. All right. So those methods help us cope in a healthy manner. Now notice I didn't mention alcohol or marijuana because many people think alcohol especially this medical marijuana are excellent ways of coping and it really even really it really isn't. Because contrary to what some may believe, um alcohol and marijuana even though mar- medical marijuana actually um even though medical marijuana can be prescribed, it actually stunts the healing process actually stunts the healing process. And that is not my opinion. That is not my opinion, but that is the research. And again, we will talk more about that in later episodes. All right, all right. So as I mentioned in episode one of the season, there's a difference between experiencing a traumatic event and being traumatized. There is a difference. You can experience a traumatic event and not be traumatized. This again goes back to what we talked about. Trauma is relative. Now, an event can become diagnosable as trauma for an individual when about six months after the event has ended, the person is still experiencing trauma symptoms and responses that hinder their ability to manage emotions effectively and or to function day-to-day in the school, work, or home environments. All right? So I'm going to say that again. An event becomes diagnosable as traumatic for an individual. So that means that therapists, a good therapist, will consider an event to actually be traumatic to you, to a person, when about six months after the event has ended, the person is still experiences, experiencing trauma symptoms and responses that hinder their ability to manage emotions effectively and or to function day-to-day in the school, work, or home environments. So let's kind of break that down. So let's say the event has ended and you, six months later, you're still having nightmares about the event. That event may have been traumatizing in some aspects but you're working every day, your job, you enjoy your job. Your relationships are pretty healthy, not a perfect person, but you're functioning relatively well in the rest of the areas of your life. Then technically you haven't been traumatized. The event may have traumatized you in some aspect, but we wouldn't, I wouldn't, as a trauma therapist, consider you to be traumatized. Now that doesn't mean I wouldn't treat you though. I would definitely treat you because if you asked me for therapy because you want the, to, to, to decrease the nightmares, we would do some therapy and work on one those nightmares. We would, uh, I would even consider you for CPT. But overall, because you're functioning pretty well, I I would probably likely say, in my professional opinion, that the event was not traumatizing because you're only having nightmares and those nightmares are not impacting your ability to function. Now, if you come in and say you're having nightmares and because of the nightmares, you can't go to work, you're calling off, you're you're about to lose your job, then, then then I would say, you know what, that event traumatized you. But either way, whether the event traumatized you or not, I would still take you for treatment. So I hope that that makes sense. Just giving you some ideas and some perspectives on what we're looking at when we think of something, at, what trauma therapists are looking at when we think of something as being tra- traumatic, right? Because we can have some type of trauma responses, which is natural, right? After Even after the event is long gone, it's kind of natural to have some traumatic responses. But are those traumatic responses impacting us to such a degree that we are not functioning well in any area of our lives? And it doesn't have to be all of the areas of our lives. It doesn't have to be homework and, um, uh, homework and, uh, outside environments. It could be just one of those areas of our lives. Either way, if the traumatic situation or the traumatic response is impacting any of those areas, then you most definitely would be someone that we considered have been traumatized. So I hope that gives some perspective. All right. So back to the notes, it's two parts to the trauma thing to this trauma diagnosis or understanding whether or not you've been traumatized. It's two parts. Am I having symptoms six months after everything has ended, which I said, and is it impairing my ability to function day to day in one or all of my environments, which I just broke down for you? Those are the two parts. Am I I still having symptoms well after the event has ended? And am I able to function day to day in one or all of my environments? Or is it impacting me in one or all of my environments? That is the two parts to whether or not we decide you've been traumatized. All right. Now back to the definition. Trauma is anything that overwhelms my ability to cope, our ability to cope. So this can include, but not limited to physical sexual abuse. Now, now we're going to get into this expanded definition that most trauma therapists use. So this can include, but is not limited to physical sexual abuse, domestic violence, Now, here's where the definition starts to expand much more. Now we have emotional abuse, verbal abuse, human trafficking, sex trafficking, victim of a violent crime, losing a loved one to a violent crime, losing a loved one suddenly, witnessing someone who was physically or sexually abused or witnessing a violent crime, learning that someone close to you or in close proximity to you endured one of these types of abuse that I just mentioned, all of that, that I listed, just, just knowing or learning that someone close to you experienced those or witnessed, or if you witnessed any of those, or in some cases, just knowing about one of these abuses happening, just knowing that the abuse happened to someone, period. They don't only have to be close to you can all be considered abuse, but I'm not done. That's, it could all be considered trauma. I'm sorry, but I'm not done. Poverty, neglect, racism, oppression, discrimination. Do you see how this definition has um, expanded? Now, so that's just what abuse can be. Some type of abuse, right? How abuse has been um expanded trauma has been expanded the definitions of abuse have been expanded i just kind of broke all those down and went through the list now within that list some of those things are even layered like how do you define emotional abuse how do you define verbal abuse so again those those terms are relative to the person but they're also complicated you know they're very complicated to de- break down and explain because what may be emotionally abusive to one person may not be to another and vice versa right so let's move on. Now, sexual abuse has that definition by itself has also expanded. So let's look at the, the, the definition of sexual abuse. Now, sexual abuse now includes exposing minors to pornography. A lot of people were not aware that sexual abuse could be exposing minors to pornography, showing minors naked pictures, explicit pictures, having sex in the presence of a minor, touching private parts in the presence of a minor, taking naked pictures of a minor, having minors take naked pictures of each other's or adults. So having a minor take picture of a naked adult, all part of sexual abuse, touching minors' private parts, making minors touch each other's private parts, having minors in the presence of a known sexual perpetrator. A lot of us didn't realize that that was a form of sexual abuse. So, This definition, and I don't even know if I included everything. I feel like I missed something. Having presence, having minors in the presence of a known sexual perpetrator. Yeah, I think that's, that's pretty comprehensive. So as you can see, this definition is complicated and layered, very, very, very layered. And this is why we need more conversations on trauma. And I am here for it because I think I shared with you, I'm pretty sure we talked about this in episode one, many of my clients do not realize that they have experienced a trauma. I've had plenty of clients come in and within my intake process, I will ask, have you experienced any form of trauma? And they'll immediately say no. And as we build rapport and we start to talk, things come out. Something will just come out in the middle of a session and I'll stop them and I'll say, that's a form of trauma and they'll look at me, deer eyes, I call them deer eyes, because you know how deer are. Deer look at you like, what? What are you talking about? When you're driving, I don't know about you, but whenever I am come across deer, and I love deer, except for when they run into my car. I think deer are pretty, they're okay animals, but they give you, They lock eyes with you, and you feel like you have an emotional connection with them when you actually don't, because they run in front of your car, you're like, how did that happen? So I call it Dear eyes, where my clients kind of, they connect with you, they lock eyes with you, but they're looking at you like they're they're totally confused. Like they never really understood or knew that what that was, was trauma. And, and they really didn't. That wasn't, I think in that moment, in some moments, I think clients were in denial and avoidance, but in other moments, I think clients really literally just were not aware. We just were not aware. And I don't like calling the word ignorant because sometimes that can be used um, in a pejorative manner, but just, I guess, ignorant to the definition, if we had to use that term, because again, trauma has become specialized. Like if I went to, um, a dentist, you know, I go to a dentist because though, though many doctors go to medical school, dentists specialize in dentistry, you know, you know, just, you know, we have to think about mental health feel like we think about the medical field. You know, medical field has evolved over, over the years, of course, much rapidly than psychiatric field has, but the medical field has become very specialized, but it wasn't always specialized way back, way, way back. Whenever the medical field was beginning to develop, it wasn't always specialized as time went on. They realized that one doctor could not treat all parts of the body because we are complicated human beings. That's just the way we're built. And trauma is the same way. Mental health is the same way. You know, a lot of psychiatrists believe that they can treat everything because they're psychiatrists. And it's like, well, no, you know, I had, I used to have conversations with psychiatrists. I would say, look, I, I don't, I don't try to do what you do. So please don't try to do what I do. Like, don't discount what I do. And I won't discount what you do. The mental health field is very complicated. I went to a medical school. I'm a licensed psychologist, but I am not going to treat anyone for asthma. Just not going to do it. I don't know nothing about asthma. I just don't. That's not my specialty. I focus on um, trauma and I do the full gamut of mental health. Yes, I'm very uh, aware of um, depression. I'm very aware of anxiety. Those are the basic pieces of mental health that I should be aware of. But eating disorders, I can support somebody with an eating disorder, but I can I am not an eating disorder specialist. So I work in tandem with an eating disorder specialist specialist type of therapist, I support their client, but I am not the eating specialist, eating disorder specialist. I tell my clients, you need to go to an eating disorder specialist. That's not my my specialty. And that wasn't always expected from psychologists. I think we were told that we should know everything, but we don't. We just don't. And, and so please think of that the same way with trauma. Trauma is a specialty. So if you don't know that you were traumatized. That's okay. Because honestly, a lot of medical doctors didn't know certain things were trauma. A lot of us as psychologists didn't know certain things were trauma and that's okay. It's okay that we don't know. Once we know, let's seek out the services that we need. Okay. All right. I feel like I went off on a tangent on that one. I just wanted to make sure I'm just so excited about us being able to have more information me giving more information on trauma. Okay. All right. So um, again, we need more conversations. Let's start to wrap this one up. And this is why it's important for us to focus more on the response that we are having, the symptoms we are experiencing versus the event. So yes, we want to make sure we focus more on the response that we are experiencing versus the event. It's important to look at how our mind, body, and emotions perceive the event and not so much the event. Now, this is not to discount what happened to us or to a person. What happened matters. We want to validate our feelings. We want to validate our feelings. We want to validate the other person's feelings. Your feelings matter. We don't want to Discount what happened to you because what happened happened and it shouldn't happen. Let's be real. You shouldn't have went through what you went through. We're sorry that you went through that. I'm personally sorry that you experienced that. Trauma sickens me. It makes me sad, right? Unfortunately, though, it is a part of living. It's a part of this human life. And if you're a person of color, African-American, black or brown, you are more likely to experience trauma, especially in this country and especially in this world. All right. So, but so we don't want to discount what happened to you. It shouldn't have, have happened to you and your feelings are valid. But in focusing on an event, we don't want to get sidetracked into ranking trauma. See, sometimes we can rank trauma with statements such as my trauma was worse than theirs or my trauma wasn't as bad as theirs or what they went through wasn't really trauma or ex or, um, et cetera, so forth. And furthermore, and even as, um, mental health professionals we got to be careful because I've been in rooms with psychologists and other therapists that said well that wasn't really trauma or we can't consider that trauma well it's not for us to consider (laughs) we're we're not we we're here to facilitate healing if the person says that they've been traumatized and they have these symptoms we have to respect that we can't respect we don't we we can't go from our self-centered perspective of what we think something is or how somebody should deal with something we we only can go by what they tell us and we go from there that is so wrong and I've had that happen to me in medical situations where I'm told that you know this uh shouldn't shouldn't bother me the way it should but it does (laughs) I'm not making this up you know and again research shows that in medical situations African-American women in particular African-Americans as a whole but especially African-American women in particular and we saw this with Serena Williams when she had her baby they discount what we say as it pertains to our bodies and our medical conditions and think we're over-exaggerating it. That's the research. Okay. So we have to be mindful as professionals and you have to be mindful if you're listening and you um, are not a professional and you're seeking out services to advocate for yourself. Someone's not listening to you, then you need to find a new provider period share with the provider. I feel like you're not hearing me. I feel like you're not listening. And if they don't change that behavior, find yourself a new provider because we need to be serviced properly. Okay. But again, i focusing on the, the event. We don't want to get sidetracked into ranking trauma with statements such as my trauma was worse than theirs or that type of thing. Because in doing so, we can add to a person's trauma and we could also add to our own trauma when we discount what we've been through, okay? But instead, we want to focus more on the response to the event and remediating those symptoms, okay? So we want to focus more on the response. That's what we do. That's what I do as a trauma therapist. Not so much on the event but more on the response. What are the symptoms? What are the person, what is the person telling me they are experiencing right now? Now, if we're honest, the list of events that is considered traumatic that I just talked about is so big now, it's so big that most of us listening likely have been through something on that list, right? I know I have as a trauma therapist, I've been through a few things on that list. So most of us listening, if we're honest, have been through some of those things on that list. If not one, maybe more. So the question would be, have I been traumatized from the event? So the event so the question should not be so much was the event uh was that a traumatic event, right? Because we know things such as COVID was a traumatic event. We know things such as nine one one was a traumatic event. Have you witnessed any of the murders or killing on TV during nine one one? Michael Brown, um, we heard about Tavon Martin, we um Brianna. Uh, I don't forget Brianna's last name. Lord, forgive me. The young lady that was shot and killed. We heard about that during um, now COVID, right? All of those things we heard about, all of the things we learned about, those are considered traumatic events. So the question no longer lies in whether the event was traumatic. Our question needs to be, was I traumatized by the event? Have I been traumatized by that event? And that answer would lie in your mental and emotional response. Okay. That would be the answer. And your the answer would lie in your mental and emotional response. All right, then. I hope this was helpful. I hope that you got something out of it. DM me or email me to connect. That's all she wrote in the pencil broke. Holla at you. All right, gang. I think we broke it down for it to forever be broke. Now you have key tips symptoms and red flags just in case you think you may have been traumatized but remember this ain't therapy so head on over to the licensed mental health professional to assess whether or not you have truly been traumatized now don't forget to follow me on all your social media platforms and to share this with a friend rate and review this podcast as well until next time stay sane